European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 40, Issue 1, Focus Issue on Sports Cardiology, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia, and read to you by James Neenan. Sports Cardiology, Towards the Sweet Spot in Competitive and Leisure Exercise Exercise and sports undoubtedly have a positive effect on overall fitness and outcome in general. Of note, walking pace, hand grip force and physical activity are associated with coronary artery disease and myocardial infarction. However, during exercise itself, the risk of infarction, sudden death, is slightly increased. Furthermore, when coronary artery disease has developed, most patients hesitate to be physically active again or increase their amount of exercise. Thus, the recommendations for participation in leisure time or competitive sports in athletes, patients with coronary artery disease, a position statement from the Sports Cardiology section of the European Association of Preventive Cardiology, or the EAPC authored by Mats Boyerson from the Salgrenska University Hospital slash Ostra in Gothenburg, Sweden, along with colleagues, an update of earlier recommendations from the Sports Cardiology section of the European Association of Preventive Cardiology of 2005 is a timely document. Obviously, Patients with coronary artery disease, coronary artery anomalies, or spontaneous coronary dissection are all potentially exposed to myocardial ischemia during increased oxygen demand. When patient athletes are assessed for eligibility for competitive sports, it is understood that the patient athlete should be eligible to participate in sports at very high intensity levels without any limitation since maximal exertion may well occur during competition. In advising such patient athletes, one should carefully balance the documented benefits of exercise programs with potential risk. Given the wealth of evidence supporting the benefits of exercise, individuals should be restricted from competitive sport only when a substantial risk of adverse events or disease progression is present. Thus, these recommendations, based on available current evidence, encourage physical activity, including participation in sports, and, with reasonable precautions, ensure a high level of safety for all individuals with coronary artery disease. Similar to coronary artery disease, myocardial diseases such as hypertrophic or dilated cardiomyopathy left ventricular non-compaction, arrhythmogenic cardiomyopathy, and myopericarditis are associated with an increased risk of fatal arrhythmias and sudden cardiac death during exercise. In their position statement, recommendations for participation in competitive and leisure time sports in athletes with cardiomyopathies, myocarditis, and pericarditis, Antonio Pelliccia from the Institute of Sports Medicine and Science in Rome, Italy, on behalf of the Sport Cardiology and Exercise Nucleus of the European Association of Preventive Cardiology, stressed the importance to identify high-risk individuals harbouring in the pre-participation screening. Proper medical advice regarding participation in competitive sport activities and or regular exercise programs is outlined in detail in the document.
It is unknown whether different training modalities exert differential cellular effects. Telomeres and telomere-associated proteins play a major role in cellular aging, with implications for global health. In their article, Differential Effects of Endurance, Interval and Resistance Training on Telomerase Activity and Telomere Length in a Randomized Controlled Study, Christian Werner and colleagues from the Saarland University Clinic in Homburg, Germany, examined 124 healthy, previously inactive individuals over six months. Participants were randomized to no change in lifestyle, or 1. aerobic endurance training, 2. high-intensive interval training, or 3. resistance training. Maximum oxygen uptake was increased by all training modalities, and telomerase activity in blood mononuclear cells upregulated two to three-fold in both endurance exercise groups, but not with resistance training. Lymphocyte, granulocyte, and leukocyte telomere length increased in the endurance trained, but not in the resistance training groups. Max trap assays revealed that a single bout of endurance training, but not resistance training, acutely increased telomerase activity in CD14 plus and CD34 plus leukocytes. Thus, endurance, interval, and resistance training induce specific cellular pathways in circulating leukocytes. Endurance and interval training, but not resistance training, increased telomerase activity and length, which regulate cellular senescence, regenerative capacity, and healthy aging. These novel findings are put into context in a thoughtful editorial by Joachim Spiridopoulos from Newcastle University in Newcastle, UK. Black athletes have an increased prevalence of repolarization anomalies and left ventricular hypertrophy compared to their white counterparts. Recent recommendations for ECG interpretation in athletes now account for some of these differences, but little attention is given to the possible impact of geographic origin of these individuals. In their article, Impact of Geographical Origin upon the Electrical and Structural Manifestations of the Black Athlete's Heart, Nathan Riding and colleagues from Aspitar in Doha, Qatar, examined this aspect for the Black Athlete's Heart. Twelve lead ECGs were obtained in 1,698 male competitive athletes, and echocardiography in 1,222 black athletes from North, East, Middle, and West Africa, African-American-slash-Caribbean, South American, and West Asia, and compared with non-black athletes from South Europe and Arabic North African regions. Abnormal ECGs significantly varied by geographical origin. Repolarization abnormalities were more common among West and Middle African athletes than East and North Africans. Left ventricular hypertrophy was more common among African American slash Caribbean and West African athletes than West Asian, East African, and North African athletes. This result remained after accounting for body size. Thus, 
there is considerable variability in the cardiac, electrical, and structural remodeling response to exercise that appears to be at least partially dependent on geographic origin, a finding that is further discussed in an editorial by Domenico Corrado from the Università degli Studi in Padua, Italy. Highly trained athletes achieve higher blood pressures at peak exercise compared to the general population because of higher exercise performance. Therefore, higher cutoff values have been proposed, but although blood pressure variability is predictive, the prognostic significance of exercise blood pressure has not yet been clarified. In their article, High blood pressure response to exercise predicts future development of hypertension in young athletes. Stefano Caselli and colleagues from the Cardiovascular Centre Zurich, Hirslanden Clinic im Park in Zurich, Switzerland, investigated this issue in 282 normotensive athletes. Of these, 141 with a high blood pressure to exercise were compared with 141 normotensive match controls. For seven years, no cardiac events occurred, but 8.5% of the athletes developed hypertension. Specifically, 13.5% had a high-pressure response compared to 3.5% in controls. Of note, the incidence of hypertension during follow-up was higher in the high-pressure responders. Multivariate analysis showed that baseline blood pressure and the high-pressure response strongly predicted incident hypertension. Specifically, a high blood pressure response was associated with a relative risk of 3.6 to develop hypertension. Thus, in highly trained and normotensive athletes, an exaggerated blood pressure response to exercise increases the risk for incident hypertension over a middle-term period. Future studies will have to show whether this is also associated with a higher cardiovascular event rate. The issue is complemented by two discussion forums related to the 2018 ESC guidelines for the diagnosis and management of syncope by Michele Brignole and colleagues from the ESC Scientific Document Group. In their contribution entitled Use of Droxidopa for the Long-Term Treatment of Neurogenic Orthostatic Hypotension, Satish R. Raj and colleagues from the University of Calgary Cummings School of Medicine in Canada comment on the paper. Michele Brignole and colleagues respond to this comment in a detailed manner. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.